welcome, 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 welcome to the Stadium Monday Night Chat. Hello, chat. How are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Clive Illenden. Yes, as we take the flying car through the neon skyscrapers of a Blade Runner metropolis-like city that is Stadia. First of all, a big thank you for all you being here. Welcome to the chat. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dazdini. Hello, Jerome. Uh, Wolock. I saw Dave earlier. Antonio. Tick of an Oi Boy 69. What's up, my friend? Dave. Wolk. Good to see you. Oh, you've got your little, uh, little special emblem on there, Dave. I like that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I really appreciate uh, everybody coming to the podcast tonight. Hello, AlucardX23. Hello, hello. Um, I know what it's like going to Stadia podcast to Stadia podcast. It, it's hard to keep up. So I appreciate it. The guys that are here, you know, you guys and girls that are here live, as it were. And hey, the guys that, uh, and girls that follow up on catch up, etc. And all that kind of stuff, as they say. Um, really, really appreciate it. Have a conversation amongst yourselves in the chat. That's what it's there for. Let me know what games you've been playing, of course. Put questions in the chat. Let's get the discussions going, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get the discussions going. Um, now, as you will see just beneath the bottom right-hand corner, bottom right-hand side of this video, just down here, you will see the new join button. Oh, yeah. Join button, ladies and gentlemen. Channel memberships are here. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Hooray for YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. There's three different tiers. There's loads of perks, exclusive videos, vlogs, you know the drill, uh, loads of extra content exclusive just for members. So if you fancy it, check it out and you too could become a shock you, chuck you or even a jock you. Um, and on that note, I have to say on that note, ladies and gentlemen, a big, big special Shout out to those to those early adopters, if you like, to the founders edition, if you like, to my channel memberships. Dave Widnall, Rock, Adam, my friend, Brian at Club Stadia, and Ray, the Cyberman, Sherrod, a special Arigato Gazamus to you for being pioneers. Founders, as it were. Founders in the world of channel memberships of this channel. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you're in tonight, I know Rock's in there, Dave's in there. Um, you can try out your exclusive little emotes and badges. Um, I see them there already. Very good. Looking very nice. Um, so you get your little... Um, what do you get? You get exclusive emotes and badges. They're just little bonus extras that you get. There's loads of other stuff anyway. And it all helps me improve my stream and the content. Well, maybe not the content, but the, the presentation, let's say the presentation. So uh, God bless you, governors. God bless you. Um, meanwhile, everyone else, of course, avail yourself to the super chats. Um, hit the likes. And if you're new here, well, welcome. Welcome, my friend. Um, Hit the subscribe button, man. Hit that sub button. Could change your life. Okay, could change your life. And yes, for those questioning, I am indeed 
drinking the can of the engage. The caffeine one tonight, I'm, I must be suicidal because, well, not suicidal, but crazy because this is going to keep me awake all night. Um, but anyway, enough of that, enough of that. Um, also, just a quick bit of housekeeping as well, just to say, uh, my Lord Kenzel of Stadia channel, which is my gaming stream channel, it hit the 100 subs at the weekend. Yay me! And Yoshida, her idea to do this, um, to sort of let's stream until we got to 100 subs. So big thanks to everyone who subbed um, the Lord Kenzel of Stadia uh, game streaming channel. I really appreciate this. Uh, for those that don't know, what that means is you can actually claim, once you get to 100 subs, if you've got a YouTube channel, once you get to 100 subs, you can claim the URL at the end of the YouTube bit. So now, um, if you just go to youtube.com forward slash Lord Kenzel of Stadia, it takes you straight there. Before that, it's youtube.com and then a load of numbers and a question mark and you know, it's not very helpful if you want to share out the URL. Um, so it's in, in terms of building up a YouTube channel, it's quite a, it's quite a major first uh, step. So if you've not subbed, then make sure you do sub youtube.com forward slash Lord Kenzel of Stadia. And if you have subbed, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, anyway, enough, enough, enough of the self-promotion. <laughs> the news. Shall we get to the news, ladies and gentlemen? Hello, Hello, I'm Juverse, you're JVverse, you're pregnant. You're pregnant, are you? That's good to know. Hello. Good to know that you're pregnant. Um, it's always it's always good to hear that people are pregnant. Um, anyway, the news. Shall we get to the news, ladies and gentlemen? I don't I don't mind saying the news. It's um it's been a bit of a, a fallow week really for Stadia, don't you think? Very quiet. Exactly, Jerome. Straight in there with the gags. Um, it's more quiet than normal, that is, to be honest. It has been a quiet week, oddly enough, despite what's coming up late in the show. Ooh. Um, now, it's obviously, you know, I, I put here in my script notes, it may have something to do, not may, we know what it is. It's to do with many organisations um, and many outlets having blackouts last week in solidarity for Black Lives Matter. And that include developers and publishers, etc. We saw Xbox announcements delayed. We saw PS5 announcements delayed. We saw EA announcements delayed. Google did make some announcements as well. I think Nintendo did eventually. Um, so it's understandable that um, if various publishers and developers and everything were having... Uh, blackouts in solidarity that the news week is slow um, and so that does raise the question can we expect some juicy news drops over the next two weeks yeah what are we expecting people are we expecting some um gamer man welcome i'm doing well thank you for joining us of course always welcome to see gamer man in here welcome welcome yeah so are we expecting some juicy news drops over the next two weeks um, I'm not the sort of person who needs uh, news constantly. I'm not like a like some sort of crack addict that you know. You, you, I need some news, man. I need some news, and then you want even more news, and you're like, man, man, I need to. You, know, you get into that cycle of needing more news. Come on, man, just one sweet hit, baby. Just give me some more news, man. I need some new news, man. You know, I, I have a life. Um, 
But, you know, big chunks of news once a week. That'll do me. That's cool. That's all I need. I don't need, I don't need a constant, constant supply of news, man. Give me a hit, man. Now, we did have a gamut of news from Stadia the week before, didn't we? We had all the five... Um, the pro games, the five pro games in June, the Metro games coming, the ESO announcement, all that. So um, there was a lot of news the week before. It's been a farrow week. There's a lot been going on uh, in the world that may have, you know, is the reason that it's been a bit quiet. And so that news is sort of backed up. So we can expect, I think, a flurry of news. Um, yeah, I think we can expect a flurry of news in the next next week or so. I mean, we've not had like sales announcements or any big game announcements or anything for the week. As I said, I think it's because for obvious reasons, the week just gone by, um, organizations have sort of gone quiet, um, as we know, for, for the various reasons. But let's get, there is some news though. So let's, uh, let's get on with that, shall we? Let's just get on with the, um, the main news. Um, let's have a look here. Right. So there was a... Um, I'll just bring that down that there. Let's just check my... Yeah. So there was a... He says, just losing his script temporarily. So there was a big reveal. There was a, an, a live in-game event in... Um, Stadia. You can see my news there. Am I not? Oh, I'll check that got the wrong thing up just check in there put that down that's the thing bear with me calling in the wrong thing I don't want that I don't want the news there news Oh dear, here we are. Properties. News. Thank you. Right, ignore that. You didn't see anything. Ignore that. Right. As I said, so there was a live in-game event, uh, a bit like Fortnite do. Fortnite do these sort of live, I mean, they've, they've launched trailers for um, the new tenant. Tenet, Tenant, the new big film from Nolan. Uh, they revealed that trailer inside of Fortnite. They've had concerts uh, inside of Fortnite and then the big reveals. I remember when the Fortnite island split in half. There's a big giant fight between a robot and a, and a dinosaur, I think it was, in a kind of Japanese style. So they do these big game, uh, in, live in-game events. Um, but so Destiny had one. So anybody actually go to um, um, go to the tower in Destiny two to see to see the live event. Anybody go and see that? I know some guys from the Stadia Source did. Um, Dunks did. He was in there, I think. Um, anyway, Bungie next week have a big uh, live reveal. So as I say, over the next few weeks, we're getting lots of different news from lots of different. Games publishers, um, consoles, you know, Playstations, the Xboxes. Um, there's going to be a lot of news out there. So um, it's going to be quite cool. But there is a, a big announcement. So this will be all about the new 
the new sort of chapter in Destiny 2 on June the 9th, which is tomorrow. So that's good news for Stadia. There's going to be some sort of extra reason to go and visit um, Stadia and Destiny and Stadia. Anybody uh, interested in that? I think it's going to be quite interesting uh, because it's not a, like a normal... I think it's quite a major update that they're going to be talking about a, a, a major reveal. And you, often it's not just like the story element. There may be some big patches and stuff around like that. Good evening, nice fluffy. How are you, my friend? So in the other news here, we've got... Um, check that's coming. Um, introducing share beta. So state share is coming. Let me just uh, make sure we get that there. Seamlessly. So state share is coming. So this is one of the features that they talked about. Stadia talked about. Yeah, they haven't delivered of any of the features they promised. Sorry, I said I wouldn't be rude about anybody. Some people, they haven't delivered any of the features they promised. Anyway, here is one of the features that have been promised. State share. Introducing state share with uh, is coming with Crater, which we know is coming in the summer. Um, uh, this is Chris Swan, who um, is from Crater, from Unit, from Unit 2 Games here. Uh, and he talks about state share. And the interesting thing here, though, is... Um, he says here, creators, game makers will want to directly promote their individual creations to audiences and social players will want their friends to be able to join them easily in each game. State Share Beta, an early version of the Stadia enhanced feature called State Share, makes this possible. You'll be able to use it in Creator when it arrives this summer. I'm quite fascinated by this uh, term here. Stadia enhanced features. So I think if you're a developer, you get a set of tools that are not available on any other platform. And I think those tools are, must be classified as Stadia enhanced features. Um, so the, oh, what's it called? The Stream Connect thing, when you got your friend's visuals in the top corner, that's obviously a Stadia enhanced feature. This State Share beta is a Stadia enhanced feature. So I think that's quite cool, and it just goes to reinforce that uh, re reinforce that there are aspects of Stadia that are elements of Stadia which are unique, unique to Stadia. Which and as more and more games utilise those, it will make those it will give those games a differentiation to the games on the other consoles. So that's quite quite exciting, uh, exci exciting, exciting. And the point is, is that you can basically just share a URL. And if you're sort of, I'm, you know, streaming it on YouTube, I share that URL, put it on YouTube, and people can then sort of say, here's my creation. People with Stadia can hit that link and boom, they're straight in playing that level that I've designed or that, that game. So uh, here's a little description of how it works. A player's made a game, can share a link on social, social media. This link launches Stadia, takes them directly into a session of that game on Creator. Someone making a game over a number of sessions just wants to launch directly into create mode each time they launch creator. So they can create a link in your Chromebook. So that's quite useful. You don't have to go in the game, find your file, as it were, the game that you were building, open it up, 
you just basically save a URL in your in your browser, whatever, stick it in there and your bookmarks, hit it, and you go straight into the piece of work that you're creating. That's really cool. A streamer's having fun creating a game, wants to get more people involved. That's what I was the example I was using. They generate and share a temporary link. So it's good that it's only temporary, you can disable it, that takes people directly into their edit session. When the streamer finishes a link, it expires. That's quite cool as well. But I like the temporary nature of that link. I think that's really cool. And a YouTuber wants their viewers to come in and join their play session. So they generate and share a link in chat. This is just really, really cool. Um, let's just, uh, I'm sure Gamer Man is it's hidden. So what do you think of that? I mean, I think that's a, a really sort of cool concept. I think it's quite exciting. Let me know what you think. I mean, this is the sort of thing where we're beginning to see that integration and the power of integrating Stadia and YouTube. And this is what people, I mean, some people have mentioned it and talked about it, but the real bigger picture in the long run will be the power of the two, the power of Stadia and the power of YouTube. People watching games, people playing games, it's all contained within one ecosystem and that's the beauty. And the fact that you can then jump, hop between the ecosystem from watching people play games to actually playing those games in a seamless path of just clicking, clicking a link, it's just going to bring those audience, that audience together and make Stadia and YouTube or gaming on YouTube a very, very compelling offer, in my view. So, what do we think about that, guys? Shall we get to the big news? Um, the big news or the discussion point of the week? I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, the big news or discussion point is thanks to the guys at Stadia Source. You guys, you've got and done it now, haven't you? Um, thanks to the guys at Stadia Source basically reading a press release. Go figure. Fancy that. And discovering an uncomfortable truth, let's say. An uncomfortable truth. Now, Life is too short for me to regurgitate my whole video on this from the weekend. If you've not seen it, please go and see it. Seriously, you need to check it out after this. But you need to check it out if you've not seen it. I, I imagine most people in the chat here, um, Christopher, welcome, my friend. Uh, most people in here would have seen the, the video, I hope they would, or have seen the video, but if not, go check it out. Right, now I know I have disparaged the notion that it's not new news, if you've seen the video you know what I mean, but the big revelation is of course the confirmation that Cyberpunk 2077 is not arriving day and date with other consoles on September 17th. Despite, ladies and gentlemen, despite what it says, or what it appears 
to say here. The game is coming on September the 17th, 2020. Fair enough. Pre-order now. Fair enough. And underneath there, of course, the various platforms upon which the game will be available to play. So, I get it. Reasonable enough on that basis, on that piece of information, it's the website for God's sake, Clive, uh, to assume that the Stadia version was indeed... Where's me... Uh, there we are. Was indeed coming um, then. So that's fair enough. But in reality, the headline, as it were, let me show you how the headline should have been written. I've got it here. Let me show you, my friends, uh, how it should have been written. Where is it? Here. Not that, uh, yeah, let me just put that over there. This is, this is the real news. This is what the news is. Confirmation. Cyberpunk 277 will still be arriving after the console, uh, consoles and PC, it should be, oh, can't even, I didn't even write that properly there. Confirmation, so I'll do it correctly. Confirmation, Cyberpunk 2077 will still be arriving on Stadia after the console's PC, uh, despite initial release window being moved from April to September. Okay, that's what it should have said. That's the confirmation we should have, you should have had. It's a confirmation. That's all this is, a confirmation that they basically picked up the delivery window, moved it along and dropped it down. And if you look at the press release for um, January when they talked about that as well, um, they talk about a the window of release, you know, not, not very helpful, not very clear. Um, but let's just be clear, this is my point, and this is the point in my video, really, the point that I made. It's not really to disparage people being upset about it or being angry about it. That's cool. That's fine, right? I've got an issue with that. That's not the problem. Um, it's really about presenting some detail and facts, and then people could be angry and upset, but based on the fact they know the facts. So let's be clear, be very clear, and I want you to, to help me with this on this as well, okay? We're very clear now. There is no additional delay. Okay, repeat after me. There is no additional delay on Stadia. As it turns out, as we now know, okay, as it turns out, this was always the case. We were all we were all happy. Yeah, when it was announced in August 2019. Ah. Oh, 2019, who remembers that, eh? Marvellous. Marvellous. Anyway. Um, when it was announced in 2019, August 2019, Cyberpunk 2077, it was officially announced, was coming to the Stadia platform after the Xbox, PlayStation 4 and PC version sometime in 2020. Oh, we were like, whoop, whoop, this is amazing news. The biggest game, fantastic, what a coup. Well done, Stadia. Stadia have managed to ensure that the biggest game of 2020 will be on their platform, despite the game already being five years into development on the other platforms before Stadia even came along 
and it only having 12 month turnaround to get it onto Stadia, Stadia had managed to secure the biggest game on their platform. Wow, that was a big thing. No, this was a big thing. And we were all whoop, whoop, that's amazing. Well done, Stadia. Well done, Stadia. This is really, this is putting Stadia on the, Stadia's serious because that game is well into development, but they've agreed with CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red will make a Stadia version of it, albeit not delivering at the same time in April after PlayStation and PS4. And everybody was whoop, whoop. We were cool with it, man. We were cool with that. Everybody was cool with that. Was anybody moaning at that point? Was anybody going, no, yeah, but it's not on the same day. No, we were happy. We were thinking, wow, that's impressive because we knew, we knew that actually for a game that's been in development for five years and with a 12 month turnaround to effectively port that game onto Stadia in that time as well, to basically add it to the project, char uh, the project chart, the project schedule was impressive. So it was a coup for Stadia and we were all whoop whoop, that's amazing. So what changed? Let me just, I'm going to use through the art of visual hand puppetry. I'm going to demonstrate to you if I can do this. Um, let me just, I'm going to have to just get my OBS up so I can see what I'm doing. The art of project management, okay? Imagine, if you will, okay, let's do it over here. Imagine, if you will, this is the development of CD Projekt Red, okay? Year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, okay? And here are the consoles, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, okay? And then last year, so year four, about here, to say this is year four, Stadia came along and they said, uh, oh, could you do a version for us? And CD Projekt Red said, sure, we'll have to port it based on these versions, but we can't deliver it here, but we could deliver it here. Yeah, so you get the PlayStation, Xbox, PC, then Stadia. Is that all right? Yes, that's fine. Whoop, whoop. And this will all be sort of April. This will be April here. And then, and then a little bit later will be the Stadia version over here. Is that okay? Yes. And then in January, they said, oh, sorry guys, we're not gonna make everybody, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, everybody, we're not gonna make the April window, sorry. So we're, we're moving the release schedule to September, okay? Over here now, yeah? So now in September, we've got the PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and the Stadia one a little later. That's all they've done, yeah? They've just moved it, they moved the schedule. And, I mean, I now, you know, I'm not an expert, but I think, uh, and I just, this is not my, you know, my own original idea. The guys at Sounds of Stadia um, suggested that actually the port will probably be based on the, the PC version or the Xbox or, or PS4 version, one of those. The port that Stadia will be doing will be based on one of those versions. So we think about it logically, the Stadia one can't come until those ones have been completed. Yeah, so you just move the whole thing along. That's all that's happened, basically. As I say, so, um, and that was the point, this is not an original idea. The Sounds of Stadia mentioned this, and I thought, you know, that's actually a very good observation. 
If the Stadia port is based on the console or even PC version, it makes sense that if the PC final version is delayed, the Stadia version will be delayed by the same amount. Common sense. We'll come to Yeah, I can see people saying, yeah, uh, you know, why people are angry, and I'll come to that. Don't worry. I just want to say, this is the important thing about my original video was really about, without rehashing it all, okay? The point is the message, the reality, the reality here is there is no additional delay. So no conspiracy theories, yeah? No, oh my God, Project CD Red thinks Stadia is no good and they've delayed it. No, no, or maybe they're waiting for generation two. No, right? It's mundane. It's simple. You add five months to a project timeline, the endpoint shifts by five months, everything shifts by five months. Simples. It's boring, but that is the truth. So the reason I did the video I did was not to disparage people who are angry or upset about it, but to point out the reality that it was never delivering day and date. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I've seen so much rubbish and conjecture about why this apparent new delay is happening. There isn't no new delay. So do me a favour, please. I urge you, do not even speculate about this new stage of delay because it's not a new stage of delay, okay? It's not. Shut that down right now in your mind, okay? Shut it down. Get it out. Get out, okay? and shut it down wherever you see it, okay? If you see any kind of conspiracy, well, I think it's a sign that CD Projekt Red have no faith in Stadia. No, because you're basing it on wrong information. Shut those conspiracy theories down. The problem is, and I've just, I was looking today, when I was looking something up, and all the press have picked up on this narrative and saying, oh, is this a sign that state, you know, people have lost, and they're, they're doing this conspiracy theory junk. And it's so frustrating. Because if you watch my video, you see that the reality is just really mundane. It's not some kind of, oh, Stadia is failing. Okay? It wasn't failing in August of 2019 when Stadia secured the biggest game of 2020 and made sure that it would be on their platform in 2020, albeit after PlayStation, Xbox and PC. And we all knew that in April and everybody was cool with it. Nothing's really changed. Now, and I was going to show, I'm going to, in fact, I will. I'll show you this quick video here. Bear with me. Uh, Crazy. I'm going to show you a quick video just to sort of reassure you about CD Projekt Red's uh, position. Uh, 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 bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to make sure my new thing's not working properly. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, is the sound up? Or oh, let me just check the sounds up on this. Yeah. We're all good on there. Let's go full screen just for a laugh. Hopefully you can hear this. Let me know if you can't, or I'm just wasting my time. Everyone gets to experience the same awesome story, quests, and locations. It's a very technologically demanding game, but with Stadia you can actually... Let me listen to it, so I know it's not going too far. 
there are many things that people are going to have very strong feelings about. Okay, well, that's that's fine. fine. The point is, oh, I still got that big... Um, foolish me. I still had that big um, stupid headline in the way, didn't I? Oh, get rid of that. Right. Anyway, so hopefully you heard that. And basically saying, you know, that they enjoyed working with Stadia and there's sort of lots of exciting features and stuff. And that's what they were saying back last year. So, you know, rest assured, there's no conspiracy theory about CD Projekt Red and all that kind of stuff. And they say there's so much press reporting on this. As I was looking up something, doing more research on something. Um, and uh, it's just really fueling the annoyance, really. Please. I, I ask you, right. Please, big press and media. Please come to me first and let me vet your stories. Yeah. Rather than just copying someone else's story. It, I see so much misinformation, even from... So Rock sent me a clip from BBC Newsround. Many people I work, happen to work from BBC, don't tell anyone. Um, and there was some... And this guy, the Stadia source guys and Rock... Uh, no, the sounds of Stadia um, highlighted this as well. There were some fundamental errors in it. Like there's no... You know, on Stadia, there's no crossplay. Like just basic stuff like that. And then the other one... And they quoted experts and they said the thing is you buy all these games and then if you leave Stadia, you don't have access to your games again. Well, you can't, in a way, you can't effectively leave Stadia. The only way you can leave Stadia is not to go to Stadia.com. That's the kind of weird thing. Your games will always exist. You could choose not to play Stadia, but that's like buying a load of books and not reading them. It'd be foolish, wouldn't it? It'd be foolish. So all I'm saying, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, please don't misunderstand me. All I am saying, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying, I'm not saying that people can't be upset by this confirmation. That's the key word. Confirmation that Stadia is not delivering day and date. Okay. Of course not. Of course you can be upset. Of course, that's fine. Despite all the press releases that I highlighted in my video at the weekend, and as I said, if you've not seen it, make sure you catch it up. It will all make sense what I'm saying. Uh, there will be a test after class, so make sure you do that. Despite all of that, the CG Project website I showed you earlier, one, is misleading. No question about that. Two, the press release in January about shifting the release window, and they called, they referred to it the window of release or the release window, which is, is almost in um, industry talk, like marketing industry talk, when you're the release window of a film or the release win win means the pattern upon which you're releasing it in different territories, the release window. Um, you know, that's that's marketing speak. Anyway, so the press so number two, the press release in January about shifting the release window is unclear. Okay. And there's a certain irony to that which I'll come to. 
And three, we all wanted it to be so. We all wanted it to be, oh my God, it was never delivering day and date in April, but by the looks of things, it means it is now delivering day and date. Now it's moved to September. Oh, we wanted it to be so. And one and two above fed into that. So, yes, very, very annoying. Yes, people are right to be annoyed, especially, especially about the PR and marketing info by CD, CD Project Red and their website. But, but, and like Sir Mix-a-Lot says, I like big butts, I cannot lie. We were cool with the fact that the Stadia version was coming after the consoles when it was announced in August 2019. So why are people throwing their Chromecast Ultras in the bin as if this new confirmation is some sort of slight? All I say to you, if you, if you cannot wait to, to play it, and I get that, because you'd built up in your mind your expectation that it would be ready in September, and now it's not, that's fine. You can try it on GeForce, if you've got, you know, buy it on PlayStation, Xbox, that's fine, that's really cool. Just as you could have done on April the 16th, had it released then, and you didn't want to wait until the Stadia version. You could just have played it on GeForce, PlayStation 4, PC, Xbox, if that's what you wanted to do. And that's fine, I haven't got a problem with that. Could have done that if they'd released it in April the 16th, could have done that. Or, or wait a few weeks, just wait a few weeks, just as you would have had to do back in April. But this is the key thing, and you know, I've had time to think about this, and I was watching uh, some of Chase videos over the weekend and other people's videos, and what this whole episode, this whole episode has highlighted, and something I said Chase has been banging on about, but like some Cassandra, I chose to ignore it. Many of us chose to ignore it. There is a, there is a pattern of miscommunication uh, and a clear need that you've got to keep the community informed more regularly. There has been this reoccurring pattern. Chase called it out months ago. Yeah, but as I say, we just all treated him as some kind of, well, not all of us. <laughs> we just treated him as some kind of Cassandra, yeah? Just chose to ignore it. But you know what? His, he's proved to be right to date, that there is clearly some major gaps. And the problem, you know, and, and that Google said you need to be clear with the community and keep the community informed more regularly. So the gaps are not filled by assumption, yeah, big assumptions, hope, wishful thinking, assumption fueled by wishful thinking. And again, I hate to keep quoting the boys of um, Sounds of Stadia, but I watched their thing at a podcast today, so it's fresh in my mind. One of them in there, I think it was Tom, said Stadia should get a roadmap, a roadmap for themselves and a, and a roadmap for us. So I think they said, Stadia, give yourself a roadmap and give the community a roadmap 
and so that we can have transparency of when things will come or when announcements were made. And that's not a bad idea in, in, in now. You can see by the damage, and this is not the first time, but the collateral damage caused by a bit of miscommunication, okay, on, or silence. And then the void is filled by assumption and, and all this craziness, yeah? So I do, I agree with Chase, please, and, and the sounds of Stadia and other people have said it. Please, Stadia, give us a roadmap, or at least a roadmap of key announcements. They said they'd be having connects on a regular basis. Why don't you schedule some? Yeah, and then we've got things to look forward to. And then when we're speculating, at least we can go, oh, it's all right, never mind. We'll soon find out in two weeks' time or three weeks because there's another there's another connect or there's another connect. Give some road markers on the some points on the roadmap, as it were. Please. Please do this, Stadia, because um because I'm running out of lollipops. Anyway, and on bad reporting, just on bad reporting and recycling of badly ill-informed. Uh, oh yeah, let me know what you what you think about my thought and what I've just said. Um, you know, I'm I'm not. Don't get me wrong. One, I'm really happy that I managed to provide a starting point for so many people to make videos at the weekend. I hadn't planned to make it, uh, but it was quite nice to trigger off the discussion on that basis um and get responses and stuff like that and most of them you know have been you know i understand where people are coming from and have been taking um slightly different views not not disagreeing with what i say per se but then just taking a different perspective and so for instance chase has concentrated very much on highlighting the issue with communication which I said he has been, he's been consistent with that. That's been his verse or chorus consistently. And, uh, you know, I think, I think he's, what he's saying is bearing out, unfortunately. Google need to get hold of their PR and the marketing department and sort of say, right, look, we need to be a bit more structured in how we do this because we're not dealing with the community that maybe we normally deal with. The gaming community maybe is different, slightly different. I don't know. Or maybe it's the same as other tech communities. Who knows? But anyway, on, the, on that basis, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, yeah, zero. Well, I think people should just, uh, you know, in an ideal world, all the press, you know, Paul Tassie at Forbes and stuff, or GameSpot people, they should just run their articles past me. Anybody, because there's just so many, they could run their articles past virtually everybody in this chat and you'd, you'd all spot glaring er errors, even in reputable um, sites like, you know, BBC and stuff. People, you know, who aren't really deep into Stadia, just not on purpose, but just get ill-informed little bits that feed in and, they get re and, then, and then those things get um, repeated and recycled. And on that point, on the point of bad reporting and the recycling of badly informed written articles, I was on the Stadia dosage uh, this week as well. Busy man, busy man. Um, following my Stadia Monday night chat and the revelations that I made in that about the Take-Two International CEO interview and the GameSpot and more importantly, the Forbes reporting of the GameSpot article, which um, was selective to say the least, uh, say the least, to say the least, 
Um, and I wrote an alternative article on Broadband Bully's site, which is, um, I think, Stadia Dosage, so MM2K contributes to. Um, there's lots of good reads on there, actually. It's quite interesting. Um, and I wrote an alternative article just as an example of how using the same source material, you can come up with a completely different narrative. Not twisting anything, not, not being clever or smart, but just using the same source material and you have a completely different narrative. And as I say, this article, despite being in the style of a Forbes article, i.e. by Paul Tassi, it's actually more accurate in terms of reporting on the interview that was had with the Take-Two International CEO than the original article that the Forbes article was based on, which was on GameSpot. And they had quoted this interview, albeit out of context. And then this was then reported, this article by GameSpot was then recycled and reported by the senior writer. Yeah, the senior writer on Forbes magazine. Not some amateur hack like us lot. Some senior writer on one of the biggest, most prestigious magazines in the world just looked at a website article, didn't bother to question any of it, plucked some quotes out of it, some of which were selective and out of context, and then just regurgitated that existing article, perpetuating the ill-informed information in the original article. Shoddy, the senior writer of Forbes magazine. Think of that for a moment. Anyway, and all because he couldn't be bothered to visit the original source material, unlike me. So I, um, I'll leave a link to the broadbandbullies.com. If you go to broadbandbullies.com, you'll see my article that I wrote and I gave to MMK, MMK to share. Um, in fact, let's, I've got it up here. Let me just... Um, yeah, here it is. I will share it with you very briefly here. I'm not going to read the whole lot, my friends, but... Um, so this is on broadbandbullies.com, uh, broadbandbullies.com, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a, a, I think it's the second part of a two-part piece all about bad journalism that MM2K wrote. And I wrote this section here. Um, so broadbandbullies.com, check it out. Story, this is part two of our two-part series, The Real Stadia versus Bad Journalism. Content creator exposes how easy it is to manipulate the facts to serve a hit piece journalist agenda. The following excerpt is from at Clive Illenden, a YouTube content creator. And after our jaw-dropping sit-down with him, definitely check out the video I did with uh, MM2K. We were both off on a big rant. You think MM2K has a rant? I, I, it, it's contagious. It's contagious, brother. I was like, I was off on one. Yeah, but I was passionate about it. I had a lot to say. Um, I think it's a really good video between MM2K and I. Um, he's brilliant anyway. And then his sort of passion just rubbed off of me and I was like, whoa, I'm off on one. Um, anyway, so this article exposes how many game publications are not being fully honest about Stadia. They were recently caught misrepresenting the comments from CEO of Take-Two, Strauss Zelnick. Clive has contributed the following. So the caveat, this, the article I wrote come with this massive caveat. 
okay the article is written in a style this is deliberately not balanced okay so I'm I'm doing it on purpose but as I say without twisting the truth I'm just you know but I just want to be a hypocrite and because I'm being I'm being selective with the quotes on purpose in the same way that many of these articles that are written and then regurgitated articles are written about those so I'm using the same source as the other articles to make a point about he how easy it is to write articles to fit a specific narrative. And my headline is, based on the interview with Strauss Zelnick, based on what he actually said, the context of what he said, the context of how he was saying it, the headline was, the head CEO of Take-Two Interactive dismisses Xbox Game Pass subscription as a business model and support Stadia and cloud gaming. Because in his interview, that is what is said, stroke implied, very, very clearly. But you don't get that reported. You don't, don't get that side of it in all the articles because it doesn't fit the Stadia narrative that we know gets clickbait. And I'll just read a little um, piece for you. In a far-reaching interview for investors, Strauss Zelnick, CEO of Take-Two International, one of the largest games publishers in the world, has a few words for people who think an all-you-can-eat subscription model is the answer. Subscription services like Netflix have proven a great success. And as we know, the game, Xbox Game Pass is trying to bring that success to the gaming market. But the CEO of Take-Two International does not think an all-you-can-eat subscription model is good business for gaming. Quote, on subscription, you know, it's challenging, says Zelnick. And he goes on to state that just thinking because Netflix share value is really high, people think they can get rich quickly pursuing a Netflix type subscription. But he stresses that the current Netflix subscription model for gaming is not the answer of distributors and publishers because, and quote, frontline subscription may be good for the consumer in that they may be getting a break in price, especially if they're an avid consumer, but it's no good for the distributor. He continues, I'm very skeptical on frontline subscription. Clearly this is not good news for Xbox Game Pass then. A Take-Two International title, The Outer Worlds, from private label within the Take-Two International group, was launched on Xbox Game Pass and on launching titles on subscription services, Zelnick goes on to state, and I quote, and occasionally we've experimented with day and date frontline subscription. And I think what we found is, as you might imagine, if you put out a hit, it probably doesn't make sense. The Outer Worlds has been a critical commercial success for Take-Two. So is this, hint, is this him hinting they regret launching on Xbox Game Pass? However, Zelnick does believe subscri subscription is great for deep catalogue titles and then he goes on about uh, cloud gaming and supporting cloud gaming where the business model makes sense and I merely go and point out that they've removed take two of removed titles from GeForce now so clearly that business model doesn't make sense to them however they very clearly state they have supported Stadia with the initial launch with their first two, three titles. 
and they're continuing to and we know they've got other titles coming out ergo they're continuing to support stadia and then finally just to add here he says i'm so excited about the technology and what it can do you can read the whole article on broadband bullies but it was just uh, an interesting exercise to go to the source material that people were quoting and and find a completely different story if you wanted it there so that's why i wrote that article so let's have some chat let's have some questions see what you uh, are all saying in chat i hope you're well remember um if you are a member rock why don't you try out have you tried out any of your little emote badges exclusive to you see dave woodnall he's got he's got his little members badge there that's good i think google was sending teams into help developers that had to stop due to covid slowed everything down that that dave um could be a very good point i mean they can do stuff on zoom but and stuff like that but it's not quite the same as sending in a you know a google engineer or something but that could be a very valid point the interesting thing is you know the irony is about cyberpunk the only reason that cd project red were able to commit to bringing cyberpunk to stadia within a 12 month crunch window is because how easy it is as i understand or how easy stadia made it for them to do that and that's the irony really that people completely forget to port a title of this size that's five years already into development within a 12 month crunch and CD Projekt Red, uh, Red talk about the issue of crunch and how yet yeah, they there is always an element of crunch, developer crunch. So we know the pressure's on. This is going to be the biggest game of the year, without a doubt. So, um, yeah, the irony is it's the Stadia tech that makes it possible for them to be able to actually deliver the game to Stadia within such a short window. We forget that, I think. Um, I think people are upset because one, we did not read articles in full, so we did not read between the lines, and second, because it would have been good since it's expensive for PC to run these games. Of course, yeah, we wanted it to be so. I wanted it to be so. I wanted the fact that it moved to from April, and we knew there was a delay before the Stadium One was coming anyway and then moved to September and seemed to infer that it was arriving on the same day. So we just assumed, oh, maybe they'll, they would have caught up in their porting of Stadia by then. And it's just a period of sort of Q&A, five months of Q&A or whatever, as they call it in the developer business. And, you know, I, I believe that as well. But now when I take a step back and we know the reality of it and I think about it logically, I think, yeah, actually, wait a minute. All they've done, as I've said till I'm blue in the face, is they picked up the original release window with Stadia coming later and moved it five months down the line. Anybody who's in project management 
knows. You just add in five months to a project, everything extends to the end. But I think it's an interesting point that David makes about um, COVID and accessibility and going, you know, however much Zoom calls you can have and things you can do in the cloud. It's not quite the same as engineers sitting next to the developers and, you know, saying, oh, no, we can do this in Google Stadia, do that. And actually being in there like they were for Destiny 2. Nice Fluffy says, I've been waiting for uh, Cyberpunk 2077 since 2012. I don't mind waiting. Exactly. It's been, it's been a long wait. Um, waiting a little long. Not angry, just not happy. That's cool. I think that's the position to be. Disappointed. You know, it's like that weird thing where you you think you've won the lottery. Yeah. And the lottery's 10 million pounds. And you think, wow, the lottery's 10 million. I'm so excited. I'm going to spend that 10 million. Wow, I'm so excited. And then you find out that actually two people won the lottery and you're only getting 5 million. And you're like, oh my God, I don't believe it. Five, I'm only getting 5 million. Oh my God. I thought I was getting 10 million. Oh, I'm so angry now. I'm so upset. I'm only getting five. And you don't stop and think, wait a minute. You're getting five million pounds. Hello? Maybe that's not a good analogy, but you know what I sort of mean. I think uh, Christopher says, I think people are upset because number one, we do not read out. Yeah, we've done that. Um, it would have been a good, yeah. Games, basically people really convinced of it. We were, of course. Why wouldn't we be convinced of it? As Eddie Player One pointed out, it says it there on the website. Well, It's 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 implied on the website, yeah. Does it say releasing on all platforms? No, but I mean, what I did today, and I don't know anybody who's slightly cleverer than I, is I went to the what's it called, the Wayback Machine, on the internet, where you can go back and try and discover um, web pages, and I went back to the <laughs> I do things thorough. I went back to the cyberpunk 277.net uh, page. So effectively, this page, um, let's find it, bear with me. Um, so I went to this page But the, I went to the Wayback Machine or whatever it's called, where you try and um, see what web pages looked like a year ago, 18 months ago, to try and get this exact page uh, for, for September, October, November time, 2019. Because what I wanted to do is see if it said anything different than this, other than coming... April the 16th or whatever it was. I think it was April the 16th. What I wanted to see, whether it said coming April the 16th on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC, and later on PC, on, on Stadia, or it's it was laid out exactly as this. The trouble is that when I use the Wayback Machine, all it does is come to this page here, 
which of course doesn't list the Stadia version because it's a pre-ordering um, one. So I can go back and find this page from October 2019 and it says April the 16th here and that's fine but I cannot find um, this page laid out like this. Whether it existed then, I don't know. But it, I would be really curious. I wonder if anybody did a video and highlighted this page back in October or December or even before January. Um, just so I could see what it said here. Because I think that would be really interesting, personally. That's my, my thoughts on that. Anyway, back to chat. Back to me. Don't forget to sub, of course. And uh, yeah, as I said, you can still get 10% off, engage. Samurai. Right. Rock, massive dose. Rock says, you're right, Christopher. I think there's a massive dose of wishful thinking. Yeah. Well, I think it is. It's, it's, it's the wishful thinking pushed us into fulfilling the gap in information with a massive assumption that met our wishful thinking. Fair enough. I hear it, says nice fluffy. Banner, yeah. I wanted Cyberpunk Perfect on Stadia, says Gamer Man. Yeah, I think we all do. I think CD Projekt Red want it perfect on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox and PC. That's why they moved it. And if it is perfect on those, then hopefully the port to Stadia will be perfect. Or whilst they're finishing off and doing the Q&A, if any bugs do appear, if you're in the last, uh, if you're in the beta stage of the port, and the PC, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One has launched and there are issues or bugs that weren't discovered during the Q&A process then they and they can be quickly fixed then they will be fixed on the port version as well so that there, there is sort of a certain positive element that any bugs that creep through the Q&A process um, into launch on PlayStation Xbox and the PC hopefully will be rectified on the Stadia version. Remember to hit those likes and everything as well, everybody. And that's fine. That excuse is valid. But man, to make this a big deal like the world is ending is ridiculous. Exaggerating, of course. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, Christopher. That's why I've been handing out lollipops. Yeah. It's like the the heroine in a in a 1950s movie screaming you know in a horror movie even like pull yourself together Janice pull yourself together Janice it's like <laughs> Jerry Jerry uh, I don't condone hating a woman I was quoting 1950s films we live in a different age um, I hope uh, any hysterical person Male or female. Um, Jerome, he's happy in uh, 
Assassin's Creed in Greece. He's gone on holiday. In COVID lockdown, he's gone into Assassin's Creed and he's basically sailing around the Greek islands. Jerry Lennon says, I hope Google watch this video. I hope they watch the video. I hope they watch my big, you know, the big videos. I hope CD Projekt Red watch my videos. Um, Zero said Google should hire Clive, Chase and Duncan. Yeah, I think, you know, pass it through all of us. You know, six eyes are better than, than two. And MM for the bashing. Exactly. He could just, he'll, he gets their attention. Yeah, he'll get their attention. Um, I think you're right, Clive. Both on the miscommunication and moving in the delivery. I always felt it was coming late in the other performance. I think a new, yeah, we just assumed as much. I think that, that that's fine. That's why the biggest movies still go to the cinema first. Yeah. And even those, they'll open in different territories at different weight, uh, uh, times. Or even sometimes locally as well in the same country, they'll have a, a release window. And then if they have to put that release window out, everything moves in the same thing. It's the, the language that they use was the release window. Yeah. Not the release date, the release window which suggests the period upon which these things would be released. But, you know, that's marketing bibble-babble, as Eminem would say, yeah? Marketing bibble-babble. How about Valhalla? Day and date? Yes, Jerome. Cause it, because this is what people don't understand, yeah? Oh, the AAA titles need to start coming day and date. Well, Google Stadia's only really been in existence as a develop, something to develop for, say, for 18 months. And developing big AAA games takes two to three years. So we are getting, we will get into that phase in which games were started in development or were early enough in development that the target, one of the target platforms at that time, at the beginning or very early on in the beginning, was Stadia. And so they will deliver day and day on those ones, yeah? But I don't think we'll start... See I mean, Doom Eternal was one of the earliest games that was developed specifically with Stadia in mind. And there's no AAA games that come day and date! Biggest game of the year so far. Maybe apart from exclusive like Last of Us on 2 on Sony. Doom Eternal. Day and date? Yes. Why? Because they started developing it, or certainly early enough in the development phase, and they worked with Stadia... Um, on it to make sure that it delivered. So it was less a port and more an actual target platform, if that makes sense. So I think towards the the end of the year, I think Marvel will be one, Marvel Avengers. Um, and into next year, we'll see day and date. Don't worry about it. I'm sure we will. I'm confident of it. Um, yeah, I think I've... I've Blood, Sweat and Pixels. Was that made into a film? I, or, no, I think I know that book actually, Charles. Yeah, it's... I think if you've been in the development or, you know, gaming and you know what, what goes on. I remember I talked about an article about Rare in the Generation X Retro Gaming Club tomorrow, 9pm. But in that, I did talk about an article, a deep dive article about the story of the making of Perfect Dark by Rare Works. And the whole nightmare and shenanigans that were going on behind the scenes. 
in direct interviews with the people that were there. And it was very, very interesting. It's a nightmare what goes on. It's like the old proverbial swan. The game and all above, above is a perfect swan. But I don't know if you've got these crazy legs going. Bibbidi <laughs> um, bop. How are you, my friend? I've lost it there. Sorry. Uh, listening while I'm at work, I'm going to wait for the Stadia version. Google Smart, they'll hook us up. There's something big coming, but I'll not lie, I was mad at first. Of course, I think I think a lot of people were really mad. And I think on my video, and, and some things they were mad at were non-existent or were sort of conspiracy theories. So all I wanted to do with my video at the weekend was say, no, it's not that. It's not an additional delay. Don't get mad at that. Yes, get mad that you somehow, that you, that we were all confused or misunderstood the reality. Yeah. Don't get mad because you think the Stadia version has been delayed because it hasn't been delayed. All right. So get that out of your head. And if you see that in a press statement, just go wrong. If you see it on Twitter, just go wrong. Yeah. But get yeah get mad at the fact that we that they weren't clear enough and that's that's what led us to that assumption so all my piece really was was to say hey look let's not get mad at consp and make up some bonkers conspiracy theories that somehow yeah the platform's failing if i see certain stadia members if i see people you know community i have to call them out if you stadia's a failing platform that's what i'm worried about wake up smell the coffee it ain't failing you've got to see the big big picture my friends um for october information you can always check about the cyberpunk community podcast the latest was yesterday they do one every week i was watching one of those yeah i was trying to maybe i came across it when i was researching thanks for that nice fluffy but i also put it out to you guys yeah a mission see if you can find whether on video or anything like that a copy yeah a copy of this page this page might not have existed actually it might have just been the pre-order page but if you can find a copy of this page or something with this that reference stadia yeah something that reference stadia but has the original April date. That's the mission. That's your homework, people. If you can find that, send a screenshot to me. The only way I think we're going to find it, if I can't find it on the way back machine, the only way I think we can find it, if, if somebody featured it in a YouTube video, or there was an old YouTube video that ended with this title card or something. So, um, yeah. Go away, do some homework. I'd be really, really, really genuinely fascinated to find the original page, if it existed, like this, that says April the 16th on it. I just want to see how it's all laid out. I just Not that it's going to change anything, but I think it'll just add to the narrative that I've already been talking about. Yeah, Charles Aranda hates to say his gamers as a whole can never be pleased. Um, yeah, but you've got to... You take the market as you find it. And I think Google, the PR and marketing department, the people they've hired, 
I think they need to recognize that. And I've made jokes about, oh, you know, I went on some YouTube video, I said, you know, gamers are just big babies. And somebody went, well, if wanting quality and, and excellence is being a baby, then fine. And I thought, well, I'm not actually talking about that. I'm talking about the reaction. Yeah, there's no harm in wanting quality or people to be right or do things right or all of that. Yeah, but it's just some of the reactions are like a toddler tantrum. And that's my issue I have. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with people being upset, but we're all adults, aren't we? Be upset. There are bigger things in the world to worry about. Yeah, be annoyed, be angry, but don't lie on the floor flipping your legs about. That's all I'm saying. I don't mean in an offensive way. I just mean, you know, chill a little bit. Be angry, yeah. But the point is, stadium need to learn. If that's, if that's you know, okay, if, if they're a substitute cheat teacher for a toddler class, they can't act in the same way as being a substitute teacher for a senior class, yeah? It's, just, it's the same with marketing. They've got to know their audience and go, you know what, actually, what gamers like, they're well into their information, is, is tidbits of information, roadmaps, all this kind of stuff. They like a constant feed. And you can't treat them like drug addicts. You need to sort of like put them on methadone or something and just give them that information in a clear, structured way. That's the way to, to look at it. Yeah, uh, Antonio says... Destiny 2 announcement. I'd love um, 9 p.m. Pacific, usual stadia time, cross-play on all platforms. That would be awesome. I mean, it can't be that difficult. If they're doing all this big work, they could put a team on it, surely. Because um, they know it helps them. It, it's only going to be an advantage to them. They suddenly have more Destiny players back on stadia again because everybody knows they're going to get a PvP game. Um They've seen it work really well on Division 2 with PC players. They've seen it work really well on PUBG with console players. I'm sure it's going to work really well on ESO with PC players. So, And as somebody pointed out, and I didn't realize this, Power Rangers is actually cross-platform with everything. Apparently PlayStation, Xbox and PC. I didn't know that. I, I, I say, I only know that because somebody said it. So I haven't tested, I have, you know, I don't know the veracity of that statement, but I trusted them. I think it might have been the, again, um, Sounds of Stadia. I wonder what happened to Doom 2016. Yes, <laughs> missing in action. That is a curious one. But they could shadow drop that anytime. I have a funny feeling that might be a pro game because it's an older game. So like um, Serious Sam 3, just drop it. The group rotate between channels, Neon Arcade, Last No Mill, Mad Queen So, the Triple S League. Okay, I'll check them out. You know what's coming. You're the insider, JK. I hope it's cross-play, Jude. I hope so. Hey, Yoshida! Loving the little, uh, little emote there, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for... Yoshida streams with me, ladies and gentlemen. She's the GF and uh, number one GF. Well, there's only one GF. She's the number one GF. And uh, 
bless her, she streams with me, puts up with me yelling at her on on um, PUBG. But we have a lot of fun. It can be very entertaining. Anybody who's seen it uh, knows we cover a lot of subjects while we're trying to stay alive and shoot people in the head. You're thinking raid a player on what one the, uh, player one book. This is Jason Shreer. I wish I was an insider at Bifty Pop Antonia and Nintendo Switch. Yeah, when Google launches new products, they launch them kind of bad and they let the consumers' feedback improve the products. Yeah, exactly. They have a they have a history of we're, of launching in a different way that other people do. And I think that's always been the problem. I've always been very clear that in Google's mind, they were clear that they would be rolling out the features. Okay, In their mind, they were clear about that. Phil Harrison, was he said it. And we'll roll out the features as we go. And we'll have more information about how we're going to start that process in August or whatever, it, in 19. August 19 came along. And we go, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is how it's going to roll. The Founders Edition will come with the following. This is what, this is what you'll get from day one. That was all clear. Re it, to me, it was clear. To Stadia, I think it was clear. What you were going to get on day one. I mean, again, a bit of wishful thinking on me. Thought, oh, we'll get the streaming to YouTube as well. But we didn't. And then when I realised we didn't, I thought, oh, yeah, but they did say... This is what you're getting on November the 19th if you're a founder. They never, ever said, you, and it will come with all the features we've talked about on November the 19th. I've said that before, but, you know, they never said that. But people go, oh, you said it would have this, you said it would have that. And yeah, it will have that. And then the people go, they're not delivering on their promises. We're six months in and they've delivered on most of the things they said they would deliver in the first quarter. There's, I think there's somebody pointed out there was a thing they hadn't delivered. And I know the wireless on controller was a few weeks later than quarter one, which is on that list, that roadmap. Roadmap. God, do you remember that? Back in January, they actually had a roadmap. Um, but apart from that, they've delivered on what they said they would deliver in quarter one. So they are delivering on their promises. And I'll give them a pass because of COVID for things that might be a couple of weeks late. So again, another nonsense narrative coming from people within the Stadia community as well. Yeah, they need to look at themselves. I see them on Twitter. Look at yourself. Ooh, I would love Doom 2016. Never finished it and never played it. Right. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that chat. I hope you had uh, fun. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it interesting as well. Remember, sub, like. I appreciate the conversation that's gone on in the um, in the chat. PUBG, very tense. Yeah, exactly. Konnichiwa, Yoshida. Respect, Antonio. Um, You're welcome, Bibbidi Bop. Always uh, great to have you in there, um, my friends. I say thank you for everybody being here again today. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it interesting. Um, it's always, um, always a pleasure to have everybody. Remember, if you want to be a member, hit that member, hit the join button. I do loads of other content that I'm starting to share out to my members. Again, shout out to the members already. Uh, Dave, Brian, Rock, 
and Ray. Uh, thank you very much for being members. Big shout out to you guys. And uh, as they say, laters, friends, laters. Ray, Joan, Abby, going crazy.